Hi, my name is Donnie, and you are listening to the podcast, One Life. Reflections. One of the things I've been doing a lot of since this whole COVID-19 thing started was taking the time to walk outside. And one of the things that I've been noticing more than I ever have in the past is that there's so many beautiful trees. No, no bullshit. I've been going on these walks, and one of the things I've been noticing the most are the trees. I've been looking at them. It's almost like they've become three-dimensional, quote-unquote, and like the details are almost like jumping out at me, things that I had never known, and I lived in this neighborhood my entire life, so you know, almost 40 years. And when I was looking at these trees, I started to relate, look at nature and how it would relate it to life. I thought about the trees and how when they're growing, they keep going up, 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 up to reach the highest and they open up and they have their leaves out to receive the light. It also reminded me of when I grow my wheatgrass. I don't know if any of you have ever grown wheatgrass before, but when you're sprouting the wheatgrass, you put it in trays, you know, you lay it on a, a shallow bed of dirt, you put it in the trays and you have to cover it. And the wheatgrass, when it's growing, will start to shoot up the blades of grass in an effort to receive the light, in an effort to, you know, start to, to reach the light. Once it grows to a certain level, then you take off the top and you allow it to just, um, you allow it to continue to grow. But isn't that so true of us that it requires that growth, that personal growth for us to reach that true light? Not to say that we're not perfect the way we are now, but it's, life is about growing. So on this walk, I, my mind started slowing down. It reminded me of a conversation I had with a good friend of mine, my friend Sadiq. So Sadiq works with the body, body mechanics, and his whole thing is that alignment. So if you want to have a, you know, like a pleasant, like a great life, all of these things must be in, in alignment. And in order to aid in that process of bringing things into alignment, you have to look at the dysfunction. So if there's a pain in any area of your life, there's a dysfunction. There's something that's feeding this dysfunction. So one of the, uh, during this walk, I started relating this dysfunction of finding dysfunction in the body by the pain points to dysfunction in the, in the mental side, mainly the beliefs, the thoughts we have. So as I was continuing on this walk, I came past an old friend of mine, my friend Matthew, I can't remember his last name, but my friend Matthew's house. And I was remembering how I, I felt like bad because I remember he moved, so many of my friends when I was younger in elementary school moved away. Um, and I made this, this meaning that everyone struggled. And because he moved away, I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, one of the, the negative belief that I've had in my mind a lot is that I haven't grown. And when I thought about, well, what does that mean I haven't grown? What does it mean to grow? And one of the things I've gotten in the habit of doing now is when I remember, but a lot of time I'll just put it in my phone if I don't have a piece of paper near me, I will write down the belief as it's said in my head, I'll put it on paper, and then I'll start to question it and break it down to see if it actually even makes sense. So I put it down, like, all right, I haven't grown. And I was like, well, why do I believe that? And when I came to the reason, I realized the reason I thought that was because I was still living in my hometown. Like, well, does that make sense? I mean, I am saying that in order for me to grow, that I have to move out. 
I looked at my, like, the things that I've done that I would consider growth. I looked at the personal development that I've done. I've looked at my, my coffee business. I looked at the results I've gotten in my body. I looked at the new endeavors I'm doing with uh, the coaching platform. That's all growth. But I was unjustly judging myself, basing it that, you know, because also take the travels. I've been to 49 countries this far. But because I still lived in my hometown, I wasn't being fair to myself. So I continued to walk, and the uh, I, as I was walking, more beliefs were started coming into my mind. And again, I started writing them down, taking out my phone's notepad, and just scribing it in there. The second belief I found was that I was saying, I'm too young. I'm too young. And, and when I say I'm too young, I say I was saying it in a negative way. I was saying it in the sense that, Oh, I'm not ready for this because I'm not mature enough or I'm not ready, you know, that I, I consider myself inexperienced in some way. I was like, well, what makes me think that? And when I was contemplating writing this down, I was like, because of my mentality, because of the way I act, the energy I carry when I'm around other people, when I'm with myself, I have this, if you know me, you know there's this vibrancy to who I am. Like, I'm, I don't take things that seriously. I have a vibrancy for me. I'm active. And... I was looking at this and saying, well, I don't feel the age I am. Therefore, I am not ready. Do you see the fault in that thinking? And so seeing this, it's like this giant aha. And the reason why we write them down is because as long as these thoughts, as long as these beliefs are stirring in our heads, they're going to continue to wreak havoc. But when you put them on a piece of paper and make that a habit... You start to see them for really what they are. Instead of this uh, this abstract thought that's in your head, you're putting it, you're making it tangible, putting it on and say, well, is this real? Does this make sense? And then when you can look at it and break it down, you realize that a lot of the time they don't. On this walk, I was, it was, uh, all these thoughts were flooding in because as I was making my way around this walk, it was a giant loop. I was seeing places that I used to play as a child. And I was seeing friends' houses that I used to go over, again, as a, when I was in uh, elementary school. And that is like the most impactful time. That is when we create these beliefs up to the age of like seven or eight. I don't remember the exact age. So taking this walk was just bringing me, flooding me with all these different memories. So one of the last things I'll mention is I always looked at business as a struggle too. What is that? I mean, then I was like, well, what is that about? How does that make sense? Business is a struggle. I looked at one of the pizzerias that not many people go into anymore. And because I saw that, I'm like, oh, I feel sorrow for this person. Like things don't work out. But anybody who knows anything who's ever attempted their own business knows that. I mean, when you go into business, you know that business is like war, not in the sense that, you know, you're, you're going to battle, but it takes a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of effort in order to make a business work. It's not something you half-heartedly go into and say, hey, I'm going to try this out and, uh, you know, I'm not going to put that much effort into it and I know it's going to be a success. Well, maybe some people have that. Um, but for the most part, I think it is, that's not the case. 
it requires effort. It's like having a child. For those of you who are parents out there, a business is like having a baby. So people joke and they're like, oh, you know, are you married yet? Do you have any kids? I was like, yeah, I do. I have one, my business. <laughs> but, um, but just what I'm trying to get at is that there's the way we relate, the way we see the outside world is all starts with our internal world. So in order for us to start to enjoy life and, and we have to start working on our, on our mental states, our, how we're thinking. I saw this parable um, about, it's, it's an Indian parable. The king sends two of his couriers to two different cities. And he wants them to report their findings. One of the couriers is generous, uh, kind, and the other one was a little bit more self-absorbed angry and when they come back and they report their findings it was a mirror of who they were in a way well that's i just kind of spoiled the story spoiler alert uh but the generous man said you know i went to these lands and the people weren't that much different than the people of our home city the self-absorbed man went out and said you know he encountered he was a little bit jealous he said i encountered people who were angry people who were greedy and the king laughed because he had sent them both to the same place. So the moral behind the story is that we see how we are. Or we are how we see. I'm mixing that one up now. But the, uh, you know what I mean? Like it, it is what we bring into that experience. That is what defines how we experience a, a, a place. If you're traveling, how you experience a place. It's what our mental state is, how we experience life. In the Going back to my uh, the talk with my friend Sadiq, and it, it was this mindset that like, you know, we all have this, this, uh, this misconception that once we get to a certain place, once we, you know, achieve a certain status, make a certain amount of money, that everything is going to be okay. Well, it's bullshit. You know, you know people who are rich but extremely poor emotionally, and you know people who are extremely poor but rich emotionally. So that goes to show you that happiness has nothing to do with material wealth. Nothing to do with material wealth. And that is, you know, I want people to wake up to realize that now is the time you could experience, you could enjoy life as it is now. Because if you don't enjoy the state you're in, what makes you think you're going to enjoy it years, you know, once you've acquired this wealth and all, you know, everything that you want? What makes you think you're going to, you're going to enjoy it then? It's a similar, I've heard that like a generous person is always generous. It's not, you know, some people say, oh, well, I will give when I have more. A person who's generous is always generous. I was doing a journaling exercise and I noticed um, the journaling exercise, well, what is going to, once you meet these goals, once you acquire all these things you want, what's going to change in your life? And I was looking at this, I was like, oh, well, once I, you know, once I make this much money and my business is this, then I can take coffee with friends in the afternoon. I can go out, I can go surfing. You know, I, well, that, I, the only thing I would need is a body of water where I could surf. But, and I was putting down all these things and how I would act, how I would use time. And at the end of this exercise, I was looking at it, I was like, what, what the hell? That doesn't, what, it doesn't make sense. What the heck? I was realizing that everything I wanted, 
It didn't require money. It didn't require me achieving anything. These were all things that I couldn't act in my life now. So we put the, the, the moral of the story is to stop putting off living and start living now because we have everything we need in order to appreciate, right? We have to stop believing this false narrative that, uh, you know, that we need something external to, in order to make us complete. It's all just a way of focusing the mind. It's all what we are looking at. So if we start to establish uh, a positive attitude in our minds, that in itself will translate into the rest of the world. That is it for this podcast. I hope you guys have a beautiful and wonderful start to your week. And uh, if you have any comments, I highly, I highly suggest first just kind of taking a look at your own life and thinking about like the beliefs you have. Write them on paper. I highly encourage you just for maybe a couple days because what we experience in like in a day usually is kind of like what we experience in a week, like the emotions we experience because our our Habitual patterns, the emotions we feel are kind of cyclical. We usually cycle through like five or six emotions daily or in a given week. So write them down, break them apart, and start to question them and just say, you know, is this true? And if you enjoyed this po- this podcast, I ask you to, you know, take a screenshot with your phone, share it in your social media. If you know a friend who might benefit from this episode or any of the past episodes, I ask you to share it with them, and uh, that is it. And just live life you dream. Live the life you dream. Life is happening now. Guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Have a beautiful week, and God bless.